Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is decolonizing your mind. Now, we are very familiar with a country being colonized. This is something that is a common occurrence. We've had Western colonization happening for a long time, since 1492, since Christopher Columbus so-called discovered America. We've had Western colonization on a global level. We have Western nations that's gone through the world, from India to Africa, South America, the Caribbean to the Pacific Islands, to Australia, New Zealand, all over the world. We have colonization. This is something that everyone is familiar with, right? Now, as part of a military invasion, you have a foreign country who is invading another country. And once they invade that country, they are going to set shop. They're going to come in, bring their people, bring their culture, bring their religion, bring their education, bring their way of life. They're going to completely destabilize that country and terraform it, basically transform it, metamorphose, okay? A state of metamorphosis take place and that nation will no longer be the same after they are colonized. So colonization is a process. It's not something that takes place overnight. It's something that takes hundreds of years. You have the invading army come in and sometimes they don't come in as an invading army. Sometimes they send their scouts to go into the country to kind of figure out what's going on, right? For them to kind of mix and mingle with the original indigenous population to find out how the people function, their way of life. Basically, they're sending spies, so they can get information about the native people so they'll know exactly how to proceed, how to attack them, what type of military tactics they're gonna use, how they're gonna deal with them. Now, once they get all this information, sometimes they will start bringing their culture Little by little, they're introducing their culture to the native people. It could be in the sense of a trade. They're trading, whether they're trading materials, it's part of the marketplace, it's economics. So they're little by little, they're introducing certain goods and products and services into that place, into the new land. Sometimes in the form of education, they'll bring certain information and start showing the people another way of life introducing that and sometimes it's through religion sometimes they'll bring a little religion in to kind of put the seed down trying to change from the within they're trying to start the process of change now after they get enough information they gather enough resources they have enough contact that's when sometime they will physically attack that country they will physically invade whether they're doing it from the inside because they have enough people manpower, they have enough contact, they have enough resources, they've created different types of partnerships from within, and now they're able to come in and do the 
final blow. The final blow is the military invasion. Because most countries are not just attacked like that. It is a process. It is something that sometimes takes hundreds of years. These people come in as tourists, as visitors, as traders. All right? They come in and little by little, they take over. They take over. Now, once they take over this nation, that nation is overpowered. Whether it be with the military, it's overpowered or it's overpowered with a new belief system a new value system, or a new way of life. And sometimes they can even mingle with the people, genetically create a separate group of people. Sometimes they would literally do that, go into these countries and have relationships with the natives. And in the process of 100 years or 200 years, they develop a large population. And once that population grows, then they're able to have influence, whether it be political influence, economic influence, or physically be able to form an army and take over from within. This is something that happens all the time. Now, most people should have learned something about colonization through history. Now, some countries don't want to talk about that history. They really don't. They want to just sweep it under the rug and act as if it never exists. We're talking about the invading countries. They don't want to look like they're the bad guys, right? But the reality is it happened, right? They have historical proof. They have all the evidence that many countries globally were colonized by Western European powers. Now, a lot of people don't want to talk about history because they say that, oh, you're making people feel guilty. You're bad-mouthing people and you're causing confusion, division, and hatred, which is absolutely false. I mean, when you bring up history, it's not to incite violence or to bring or provoke hate. It's to teach people what happened to make sure it doesn't happen again. And it also helps people understand where where they come from and how they got to be who they are and where they are, whether it be as an individual or as a group. So that is the purpose of me doing this podcast today about decolonizing the mind. Because a lot of people around the world, they've been westernized. Right, because the Western world, the Europeans have basically colonized the world. Right, very few countries were not colonized. We're talking about Ethiopia, probably wasn't colonized, right? And Liberia and Africa, those two countries may have not been colonized, but the majority of countries around the world have been colonized by Western powers. Right. So what's the point of bringing this out? What is the purpose of having a discussion about decolonizing your mind? Now, it's very important because once these countries were colonized, they were stripped of their culture, their history, their value system, their educational system, their economic systems, their agriculture system, their science their natural resources, 
and their history. So in all these areas, people lost valuable information. Because you have a lot of these civilizations have been around for thousands of years. So they are rich in history, rich in culture, rich in science, rich in spirituality. But when the Western countries came in and they colonized these indigenous cultures or native cultures, they lost a lot of their traditional ways. They absolutely lost their traditional ways. Now, there are different types of colonization. We're going to talk about four of them. We're going to talk about four of them, right? Now, the first one that most people are familiar with is the settler colonialism. Settler, where people from the invading army, they send people, they migrate in large groups from that country to the colonized country. Now, even though these individuals move to the new colonized country, they are still citizens or legal subjects of that invading country. So in other words, they're going to be Europeans no matter where they go in the world. If Europeans invade Africa and they come into Africa and they settle down, they're not going to be Africans. They're still considered Europeans and they're citizens of whatever country in Europe that they came from. They're still going to speak the language, whether it be English or French or Dutch or whatever it is that they speak. They're still going to maintain their own culture. They're still going to maintain their own history and their own way of life. So just because they migrate to the colonized country, they're settling in because they're trying to create a new country. So in other words, they're bringing people in to displace the original native population to replace it with the colonizers. Now, sometimes this may take hundreds of years. Now, when these people were migrating from Europe, they were given incentives to migrate because they're going to a new land. They don't know anything. So they were given incentives. Now, some of the people were promised that their debts would be wiped out if they went to the new colonies. Now, they had a lot of problems with people who were in debt, financially in debt. So these people who were in debt had to work as indentured servants, meaning that they had to work for at least seven years to pay the debt off. Then they would be set free. Now, instead of them going to jail, or sometimes they opened the jail and asked the prisoners if they wanted to go, or they didn't ask them, they shipped them over to the Americas, to Australia, to New Zealand, in order for them to populate the colonies with the settlers, right? This is how a lot of the European colonies were colonized with settlers. Those settlers were the people that they pick up who had debt to pay, or there were prisoners in jail, all right? Australia, America, New Zealand, all those places, they were originally settled by prisoners, people who are indentured servants. Now, this is the history, all right? Now, I don't want to focus too much on that. I just want to give you all an idea of what is the settler colonialism, because the people who came here to settle the new land weren't the rich people. 
They weren't the aristocrats. They weren't the one with the money. The people with the money financed the wars. They financed the trips over here, but they weren't the people who came originally to settle the land, right? Now, another type of colonialism is exploitation colonialism, all right? Exploitation. Now, they acquired this land through war, through invasion. They don't really want to live on that land in terms of repopulate the area, relocate a large population and take over. They're not trying to do that, okay? Like a settler colonialism. And exploitation colonialism, they just want to use that land as a big resource, all right? What they're doing is that they use the indigenous people for exploitation as laborers, right? They took their natural resources and raw material in order for them to produce goods, A lot of the goods that were produced during the time of the transatlantic slavery was tobacco. We all familiar with tobacco. Sugar. Everybody's familiar with sugar. Cotton and coffee. Those were the massly produced products. They were mass production for cotton, tobacco, coffee, and sugar. These plantations were used to produce these type of staples, all right? So this is called exportation colonialism. They, the colonizer, did not intend on living in that land in large numbers because maybe if the, the, the weather conditions weren't favorable, maybe the physical conditions weren't favorable, they didn't want to live in massive numbers. And one of those uh, uh, countries that they didn't live in large numbers was Haiti, the island of Haiti, Haiti. So you had the French who originally colonized that country, but they didn't have a lot of settlers there because they used that land as a big plantation, all right? Plantation to produce sugar, tobacco, coffee. Those are the things that are being produced. So in that area, they enslaved the original indigenous population The indigenous population there were enslaved in order for them to work as laborers in these plantations. All right, so this is what you call an exploitation colonization. Right? Then the other type of colonization we have is the internal colonization. Internal colonization. Internal colonization is when a group of people are colonized, but it's not by a foreign power, it's by a group that's within that country. We call that internal colonization. And that's what we're gonna be talking about today. When we talk about decolonizing the mind, now we, for the most part, we no longer have settler colonialism, right? We don't have groups of people going around the world right now and just sending settlers to new colonies, all right? If we do have it, it's in a very, very, very small percentage. Now, we no longer have the exportation colonialism when they just go out there and just conquer land and just just take all their natural resources. These things been happening and they're still happening in Africa, in Asia, in uh, South America. It's still happening. It's nothing new. Now, we may not have the plantation colonialism anymore. You don't have big 
plantations producing sugar and coffee and, you know, all these type of uh, agricultural staples for people to exploit. Not saying they don't exist, but they don't exist the same way they did 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 400 years ago. It's not the same, right? Now, what we do have today that I want to talk about is the internal colonization. Now, the internal colonization is happening right now, today, as we speak. We have a group of people within a nation who are colonized, right? Meaning that their communities are invaded. Their communities are taken over. Their communities are being dominated by the dominant culture. The dominant culture is basically in control of their community. So these people are not in control of any aspect of their lives. They're being dominated, subjugated, and oppressed. And a lot of people are under colonization. They are being colonized. And their minds are being colonized, most importantly, and they don't understand. Now, let's revisit the past for a second just to get some clarification. Now, under settler colonialism, exportation, and plantation colonialism, the people's minds were also colonized. It wasn't just the land that was colonized. The people's minds were also colonized. Now, as part of their plan, the colonizers, colonizers' plan to take over that land, they had to basically get rid of the indigenous people's culture. They had to force them to adopt and assimilate a foreign culture. Because they were transforming or metamorphosing that land, they wanted that land to become their own. So they were going to transform that land into their old world. In other words, they were making a new home in the colony. So that new home was going to reflect all the things that they had back home. So in order to do that, they had to implement their own culture. Their own culture. So once they conquered the indigenous people, they forced them to adopt and adapt their culture. So in order to do that, they had to colonize their minds. How did they do that? How did they colonize their minds? How did they do that? Now, one of the ways that they were able to colonize their mind is by implementing their own religious beliefs. They had to remove the indigenous spiritual belief systems that were being practiced by the indigenous people around the world. They had to remove their concept of their God, their way of life. Now, once they removed and got rid of the indigenous spiritual practices, then they were able to go ahead on and indoctrinate the mind of the indigenous people with a foreign concept of religion or God. Now, originally, the indigenous people were practicing their own original spiritual practices. Their gods looked like them physically. If you were African, your God looked like an African. 
you made images of your God that looked like an African. If you were Native American, Native indigenous people of America, South America, North America, you made gods and deities that looked like you. It was a reflection of you. If that God was your creator, then that God would look like you physically, genetically. That God would have your cultural practices. That God would have your values. What they did in order for them to colonize the mind, because colonizing the land wasn't enough. They had to colonize the mind. So in order for them to make sure that they were able to colonize the mind, they had to capture the mind by introducing a foreign concept. Now, at first, there was a lot of resistance. There was a lot of resistance. The indigenous people did not want to worship a foreign god. They did not want to adopt a foreign spiritual belief system because they've been practicing their own spiritual belief system for hundreds of years, thousands of years. It's something that's passed on from generation to generation. Their spiritual belief system was the foundation of their culture. And changing their spiritual belief, then automatically their culture would also change as well. Because their spiritual belief is what dictated their culture. Spirit came first. Now when the Western invaders come in, settlers came in, they were colonizing the land, they realized that they had to get rid of the indigenous spiritual belief system. So what they did, they forced the indigenous people to accept a foreign religion. Now force meaning that they use weapons. Whether the weapon was a gun, it was a knife, it was a machete, it doesn't matter. These people were forced at gunpoint, at knife point, in order for them to convert into a foreign religion. Now, over a period of hundreds of years, they transformed them. Their minds were transformed from the original indigenous belief system into this foreign belief. Now, the foreign belief can be Christianity, or it could be Islam, or it could be Judaism, or it could be Catholicism. It could have been any of the three or more religious systems that the Westerners use. So these people were forced. This is not something that happened naturally. They didn't willingly, naturally convert to Islam or Christianity or Catholicism. It wasn't, oh, I'm going to do it because I want to. The majority of the people at the beginning were forced to convert to Western religion. Now, once they were forced to convert, then that mindset, that belief was passed down from generation to generation to generation. This is how they came to believe in a foreign God. Before colonization, before westernization, there was no such thing as a foreign God in these countries. There was no such thing. They did not believe in a foreign God. They believed in their own traditional spiritual beliefs. So this is how they were able to colonize the mind. 
by installing a Western belief system. Now, once their minds were colonized through religion, they were forced to adopt different cultural practices. They were forced to adopt different cultural practices. Practices they were not accustomed to them. They weren't accustomed to practicing these things. These were Western cultural practices. Now remember, once a country is colonized, everything within that country is going to be replaced. The population is replaced. What they normally do with the native population is that they enslave them, oppress them, or they kill them. This, this we're talking about genocide. Genocide is the killing of a group of people. And this happened all over the world. Now, this is history that nobody wants to talk about, even though it's in the books. People don't want to talk about the history of enslavement and oppression and colonization. People don't want to talk about that because they want to just say, oh, it happened in the past. But what I'm trying to present in this podcast is that it didn't just happen in the past. It's still going on today because that colonized mindset has been passed down from generation to generation. And today we have internal colonization. Now, the group of people that originally live on this land, they're no longer independent and self-sufficient. They're no longer practicing their own culture. They're no longer practicing their own religious belief or their spiritual belief. They no longer have their own value systems. They don't have their old agricultural practices, their old science practices. They don't have access to their own natural resources. They're not in control of that. So all the stuff that were happening back in the days before World War I, before World War II, all right, those things are still happening now. People are still being colonized. Now, it may not necessarily be a physical form of colonization, but it is a mental form of colonization. And that's what we're talking about. Decolonizing your mind. Now, decolonizing your mind is definitely a process. You have to understand how the mind was colonized. Again, the first step was the religion, and then the culture, and then the value systems, and then the custom and tradition. So when all these things were taken away from indigenous cultures, they were taken away from indigenous people. These people were colonized. The chains were no longer around their ankles or their wrists. They were no longer in physical bondage when these countries got their so-called freedom from the colonial powers. But the chain was around the mind because the mind was still colonized. The mind was still colonized. Now, the same institutions that were built by the colonizers were still in operation. So if the colonizers brought their religion there, let's look at these countries. They still have the same religion 
that were brought into their countries by the colonizers. So their mind is still colonized by the religion that was instituted in their country 400 years ago, 500 years ago, 300 years ago, 200 years ago, 100 years ago. They're still operating under that colonized religion. And now a lot of people are not looking at it as if it's a colonized religion. They just now accept it as a regular, normal religious practice. They don't understand the history behind that religion. Now, everybody want to say, hey, we all believe in God and we all want to love each other. That's fine. But people are forgetting how that religion was instituted in that country. It was a product of colonization. It was something that was forced upon the natives, upon the original indigenous people of that country. It was forced on them. They didn't will to do it. They didn't choose to do it. These were forced conversions. They were forced to believe in Allah, forced to believe in Jesus, forced to believe in a Pope or the saint. They were forced. This is something that was imposed on them. So the point I'm making that even though a lot of these countries, particularly the African nations, got their so-called freedom, so-called because they're not independent and self-sufficient because of the problems that was created by colonization. So put it this way, on paper, they're free but they still have the same problems that were created by colonization. They still have the same institutions that were placed there by colonization. They still have the same language that was imposed on them by the colonizers. They still speak in that same language. These African countries speaking French, French is not their original native language. English is not their original native language. Portuguese is not. So why is that they're still speaking the colonizer's language? If they're speaking the colonizer's colonizer's language, that means they still colonize. Now, if they choose to speak that language, then it's perfectly fine. But if that language is the language that's being used in their educational system, they still colonize. If that language is being used during their business commerce, they still colonize. If that language is being used in their religious services, they still being colonized. Because after colonization, after they so-called got their freedom, they never went back to their original culture. They never went back to their original way of life. Or even create a brand new culture, which may be a fusion of everything, because you know, they can't just completely part from that, from that uh, 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 colonization because so much of it was ingrained in every aspect of their lives. So you could see a fusion of culture in terms of the music, the food, the values. And little by little, they can pull it apart to create something brand new. But when you have a whole nation that's still operating under the old colonial ways, then their minds are still colonized. 
And this is what I want to bring to people's attention. The mind is still colonized. So really, we don't have freedom of the mind if we are still operating under the old colonial value system. This is what I want people to think about. So if a nation is still promoting the colonizer's language, culture, way of life, religion, then therefore they're still colonized. Their mind is colonized. Now, if you're holding on to that religion, this is not something that your ancestors freely submitted to. They were forced to convert to these religions. So why are you still holding on to a religion that was forced and imposed on you? You have a colonized mind. Why are you holding on to the culture that was forced and imposed on you? You have a colonized mind. Let's talk about the educational system. When these countries were colonized, their educational institutions were also colonized. They were teaching the students a foreign language, English, Spanish, Portuguese, Dutch. They were being taught in school using the foreign languages. They weren't using their own native original languages. So the school system was colonized. Now in the school system, they were being taught concepts and ideas from the colonizer. They were being taught the colonizer's history. They were being taught the colonizer's way of life. So if the school system is still operating under that same colonized system, then the school system itself is an instrument or a tool of colonization. So it's basically colonizing the student's mind with all these concepts of the colonizer's concept, way of life, culture, philosophy. So they are being indoctrinated. They're not being educated. They're being indoctrinated. So once they got their so-called freedom from the colonizer, they should have removed these educational institutions. So they would no longer be promoting the colonizer's way of life, the colonizer's mindset, the colonizer's value system. Now, does that mean they have to knock down the physical buildings? No. We're not talking about knocking down any physical buildings that are schools. We're talking about changing the curriculum. We're talking about changing the objection, the, the, the objectives and the goals of these schools. Because the objective and the goal of the schools that were under colonialism was to promote colonialism. It was to promote the colonist way of life. It was to train the mind of the indigenous people to be subjected to subjugation. It was made to teach them to be under oppression. It normalized oppression and subjugation. So you cannot have that same 
educational institution in operation if you say you're free. Because it's not teaching the students to be free. It's still constricting and restricting their minds. So if you want to be free, you have to decolonize your mind. You cannot still promote the colonizer's educational system. You got to go back to your own educational system. Because a lot of people tend to think that these countries in Africa, in America, South America, North America, in Asia, India, they tend to think that the original indigenous people there had no education, which is not true. They had their own educational system for thousands of years. And a lot of people in the year 2022 are totally ignorant of that fact. They assume that it was the colonizers that came in and gave these people, indigenous people, melanated people, gave them education. That's not true. How are they going to give them something that they really didn't have? The majority of Western people were illiterate. They couldn't read or write when they were colonizing. So they couldn't give them something that they didn't have. It was very few people that had education. So the education they were giving them were, we call it subjugation education. It was to keep them subservient, dependent on them. All right. So if you are using the same educational system that was put in place by the colonizers, your mind is colonized. You have to be able to give up that educational system and Realize that it's not education at all. It's indoctrination. And you have to replace it with your own educational system. An educational system that reflects your people's culture, values, way of life, science, history, and spirituality. You cannot use the foreign educational system in order to liberate your people. You can't do that because the original colonizer's education was all about subjugation, oppression, suppression, enslavement. Had nothing to do with freedom of thought. So in decolonizing your mind, you have to be willing to give up that foreign concept of education. It doesn't serve you. All right. Now we mentioned the religion. You got to be willing to give up the colonizer's religious belief It doesn't serve you because it's promoting a foreign God, a foreign system, a foreign value, a foreign culture. It's not promoting your own indigenous spirituality. As a matter of fact, it's in opposition, in direct opposition of your spiritual belief. You believe the opposite. How can you have a God that don't look like you? This is a foreign concept. Throughout history, every group of people had images of their gods that looked like them. So how can you be an African and your God looks like a European? It doesn't make any sense. How can you be an indigenous person from New Zealand and your God looks like a European? It doesn't make sense. How can you be from India and your God's looking like a European? You are from Australia. From How can your God look like a European? What does that say? That God is a European? 
And prior to colonization, each one of these group of people had gods who looked like them. So in order for you to decolonize your mind, you have to give the colonizer back his religion because his religion is not promoting your way of life. As a matter of fact, his religion is saying that you're inferior, that you're not good enough, that something is wrong with you, that God don't like you, that you are sin, you are afterthought. All right, so I'm not going to get into details about that, but it's just thought provoking, you know, for people to really kind of analyze what they're really believing in. You're believing in a foreign way of thinking. You need to go back and find out what is your original spiritual practice. What did your people believe in and practice 300 years ago, 200 years ago, 400 years ago? Find out. A lot of these cultures, they still have a small group of people that still hold on to their original native belief system, no matter where you go in the world. Now, a lot of the Western religions may be dominating, but you still have a group of people who are still practicing the original spiritual practices, original spiritual belief. Now, you need to get into touch with that. All right. Now let's talk about the values. Values. Now all values are not the same. Every country, every nationality, every ethnicity, every racial group, they have their own unique value system. We're not going to compare to say one is better than the other. One is right is wrong is one is wrong. We're not focused on that. The fact is that you as a group, as a as a nationality, as a race, as an ethnicity, you are entitled to have your own unique value systems. You don't have to keep practicing your colonizers, your oppressor, your enslaver values system. You don't have to promote their values because remember that was imposed on you. That was forced on you. This is not something that you willingly chose to believe in. These values were forced on you. Indigenous people, melanated being around the world, they have a whole different value system versus the Western world. Now, is it good or bad? That's not what we're focusing on right now. We focus on that is different. And they were deprived of their values when they were colonized, when they were oppressed, when they were enslaved. Those things were taken away from them. And now they're still practicing their colonizer's value system. They're still practicing their colonizer's culture. And that has created a lot of problems for them. Their belief about marriage, their belief about sexuality, their belief about parenting, child raising, their belief about having certain integrity, having certain belief systems in the workplace. All those things are different. So if you're still practicing your colonizers, value system and culture and morality, your mind is colonized. You need to decolonize your mind. All right. You need to decolonize your mind. A lot of people don't recognize that their minds need to be decolonized. They're focusing on the here and the now. And they're thinking, that's what I was taught by my parents. This is what my grandparents were taught by their grandparents. So it must be right. It must be good. 
No. It's neither good or bad. We're not focusing on that. That may be another podcast. Right now we're focusing on that it's not authentically yours. This is a foreign value system. It's a foreign morality. It's a foreign, you know, ideology. It is not authentically yours. This is not something that you inherited from your ancient ancestors. This is something that was brought to you by the colonizers. And you need to reevaluate that to see if it's serving your greater good. Now, common sense would dictate that if the colonizer gave it to you, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. All right. Now, let's talk about economics. A lot of the systems that were imposed in these colonies, economic systems, those systems were made to benefit the colonizers. All these financial institutions that were in those colonies, they were there to exploit the native population, indigenous population, and enrich the colonizers. So how can you have the same system that the colonizers use? That economic or financial system is not going to work for you. You're practicing capitalism. Capitalism was not your original way of life. You're practicing communism. It wasn't your original state of mind. You're practicing democracy in that way. That's another thing. It's not economic, it's political, but that form of democracy, that wasn't your original way of life. Now, ancient people practice a form of socialism in a form of communalism. When we talk about political structures, they didn't practice capitalism as we know it right now. They didn't practice it that. All right. So if you are holding on to these type of economic systems or political system that was in place, that was put in place by your colonizer, your mind needs to be decolonized because it's not working in your favor. Right? Now, even ethnic groups. Now, okay. Now, there were always different ethnic groups li- living in the colonized areas. Now, at the beginning, now these groups probably got along pretty well. But when the colonizer came in, they created a system of divide and conquer to set one group up to fight another group. They redefined who is who and what is what. And they dominated the resources and they left a little bit of crumbs for these groups to fight among themselves to try to secure. They were getting crumbs. So the colonizer created that division and confusion among these groups. These groups were living together for thousands of years. Yeah, they had their little differences. They had their little problems. But it wasn't to the point where they were killing each other or just just committing genocide against each other. That didn't happen. Now, when the colonizer came in, they used that divide and conquer tactic to play them against each other. So if you're still hating the ethnic groups that's within your area, you are using the colonizer's mind. You need to get rid of that colonizer mind. Now, let's get to the agricultural practices. Before the colonizer turned these countries into big plantations, big plantations in order for them to exploit them, these people, these native indigenous people were practicing their own form of agricultural science. It was a science. 
It wasn't just primitive, you know, just, you know, basic uh, 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 kind of belief. No, it was a science. Agriculture was a science. And they were able to utilize scientific principles, agricultural principles that they've been using for thousands of years to work the land. And the people didn't have a problem with starvation or food deprivation. These people were able to feed themselves. Now, of course, you had some problems, but it wasn't to the point where these people were starving and they were dying. That didn't happen. Now, when they came with the colonial concept of agriculture, they're trying to overwork the land and exploit the land the same way they were exploiting the people. That's when you had all kinds of problems. That's when you had droughts and famines and all kinds of problems because the land was not supposed to be worked in that way. That was a natural cycle that the land was following for thousands of years. These indigenous people knew how to work the land. Right? Now, let's talk about natural resources. Now, exportation colonialism is when they basically take that country as a colony to exploit them for their natural resources. They were taking all those natural resources and sending them to Europe. Sending them to to China, sending them to other countries. So when they did that, they depleted certain areas of their natural resource. And that created an imbalancement. If you're taking all the trees out of an area, you're going to create drought areas. You're going to create problems. You're going to create deserts. You're going to dry up the water supply if you are not adhering to certain agricultural practices. So the natural resources were being exploited. Now, how is it that you're still continuing those same type of practices? If you're doing that, you're depleting the natural resources the same way that the colonizers did in the past. You're continuing that same practice. Your mind is still colonized. Okay, let's talk about clothing. A lot of these colonized nations, they were stripped of their original indigenous attires. These people were wearing beautiful clothing, native clothing, native clothing in Africa and India and Americas and Australia and New Zealand, all over the world. These original indigenous people had beautiful clothing. But once they were colonized, they were forced to wear Western clothing. And nowadays, you still see that same practice. They're wearing foreign clothes. They're wearing Western clothes. So why are you wearing foreign clothes when you have your own native indigenous clothing? Why do you look down on your original clothing and you're praising and you're prioritizing Western clothes? It's a problem. So you still have a colonized mindset. If you're looking down on your original native clothing and you're just glamorizing Western name brands. Now, this is what we see when we look at the movies, look at the, we look at the videos, the music videos, we look at pictures. We see a lot of people in these colonized areas still wearing Western clothing. Why? Western people are not wearing African clothes. Western people are not wearing Native American clothes. They're not wearing Indian clothes from India. So why are we still using that colonized mind when it comes to clothing? When it comes to relationship, the colonizers 
broke the family down. They changed the role of the man, they changed the role of the woman, and they changed the role of the child. When it came to relationship-wise, these people, these indigenous people, melanated beings, they had their own concept of what a healthy relationship was. They had a whole different way of life. What a man was supposed to do, what a woman was supposed to do, what was the role of a child, how the relationship was supposed to progress. Sometimes they believe in polygamy, and they also believe in monogamy. Right? They believe in arranged marriages, and sometimes they believe you have the right to choose. Now, all those things, when it comes to relationship, those things were stripped and they were taken away. And now we're practicing Western concept of relationships. If you're not Western, why are you practicing Western concepts of relationship? And that's the reason why a lot of indigenous people and native people, their relationships don't work. Because they're trying to utilize a Western concept. And they're not of Western descent. They're not Europeans. But yet they're trying to practice European value systems in their relationships. It's not working. Because this is not part of who you are. It's not part of who you are. They're trying to practice Western concepts in parenting. How they raise their children. You're not a Westerner. You're not a European. So why are you using European concepts and European ways for you to raise your children? It's a problem. So you have been colonized. You have been colonized. So you have to decolonize your mind. Right? History. When we're taught history in school, in these foreign schools that promote colonialism, we're not learning about original indigenous ancient cultures we talking they talking about european history western history why we're not being taught our own native history history that takes place thousands of years ago that people passed down through word of mouth they didn't even have books but they had word of mouth they had cultural oral traditions that were passed down word of mouth Customs that were passed down that people knew about from generation to generation. They expanded thousands of years. Why is that we could only look at the things that are written down in a book? If we're doing that, we're not looking at the griot of the village. That person that's responsible to memorize the religious, the spiritual history, the cultural history, the physical history, the migration history of a whole entire people. We don't want to listen to the shaman, the priests. We don't want to listen to them. We have to listen to the professors in the university as if they're the only ones that have knowledge. And their knowledge is usually very limited and very biased. So we have been colonized on all levels. If you live in a country that was colonized, your mind has also been colonized. Your spirituality has been colonized. Your culture has been colonized. Your way of life has been colonized. Your education has been colonized. Your relationship has been colonized. Everything has been colonized. So the purpose of this podcast is to help people understand it's not about judgment. It's not about hate. It's not about being angry and going around and being violent. It's not about that. We're far more mature and we're progressed beyond that. That's what a lot of people fear. They fear that if we tell the truth, 
if we understand what's going on, that we're going to have people rebelling and fighting and want to kill people. That's not true. Indigenous melanated people are not violent, aggressive people. They're not. Now, of course, you have a small group of people who are, but the majority of melanated people and indigenous people are not violent. They're not. They're not going around the the globe killing people, committing genocide. They're not going around the globe exploiting people. They're not going around the globe enslaving people. So obviously, we're not. We're not violent and aggressive. We're not. We're not psychopaths. All right? Now, we're talking about decolonizing your mind. So if you want to decolonize your mind, that means you have to revisit your past. That means that you have to be willing to understand what happened in your country, in your land, in your culture, in your tradition. Where did you come from? And how did that change? And now we can't go back and be exactly how we were in the past because a lot has changed. And we're not saying that everything that was in the past was good. Some things in the past maybe weren't so good in terms of our own culture and our own way of life. But we're in a position to learn from it and to get the good and leave the bad. We have to use our culture, our spirituality, our education, our values, our relationships, our economics, our agriculture, our science, our history, our natural resources to empower ourselves. And if you have these things and they're not working for you as an individual, they're not working for you as a collective, they're not working for you as a nation, then you need to go ahead on and decolonize your mind because you are still colonized. You're still adapting and using a foreign way. You're using a foreign way that is not in your best interest. It's very important that we go back. We can't be lazy. We can't be complacent and just accept the fact that whatever they bring, they bring. No, we have to be able to decolonize our minds. Because we've been programmed. We've been programmed with a sense of inferiority. We've been programmed with a belief system that tells us that we're not good enough. We suffer from low self-esteem because we're not part of the dominant culture. We can look at the attire people are wearing, the fashion, the hair. A lot of people are wearing hair that are foreign to them. That is not your natural hair. Why are you giving someone else's hair more importance than your own hair? Why do you have a foreign standard of beauty that your skin has to be light? If you're light naturally, that's perfectly fine. But if you're dark and you hate being dark and you want to be light, that's a problem. That's called self-hatred. And it's due to colonization. It's due to your mind being colonized by a foreign power, by invading power that took place two, three hundred years ago. And that same destructive mindset has been passed on from generation to generation. So it's time that we decolonize our minds. Decolonize our mind is freeing our minds. It is called mental freedom, mental liberation, because we are still subjugated mentally. We are mentally enslaved. So in order for us to be free, we have to decolonize our minds. Thank you.